0: Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to the SpinCast. Welcome to the SpinCast podcast. That's Jack. That is Rob. And we're here to talk about albums. We're talking albums. And you know, sometimes we talk about good albums. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we talk about okay albums. Sometimes we talk about bad ones. We're going to let you know up top, this one's a doozy. Yeah. Uh... But before we get into that, just a quick reminder that if you like what we're putting out there, please take some time to review us on iTunes. Yes, rate and review, please. Uh, and check out watercooler.com, that's mm-hmm. W-O-O-D-E-R, cooler.com, uh, the digital home of the SpinCast, and a bunch of other really great stuff. Yes. So this week uh, was kind of an upset for those who like follow pop music like narratives. Because Drake's views has been the top, top of the billboard charts, nine weeks in a row. Mm -hmm. Looked like it was really going to go the distance. And then it was usurped by Blink-182, who is is a band again? Yeah,
1: they're a band again. Like,
0: they got back together, like, a few years ago, but it just never registered. Um... Everyone's playing Pokemon, and the number one album in the country is Blink-182. Mm-hmm. Welcome to 1998.
1: Yeah. Uh, this album, um, it's its on broad strokes. What occurred to me by both listening to this album and reading about this album and and kind of taking a temperature of the public response, very simply, if you are a Blink-182 fan... I feel like you will like this album very much. But even then, I because the the big thing with
0: this album is this marks the departure of Tom DeLonge, mm-hmm. Uh one of the three core members of Blink One Eighty Two, who you know because he had that real like whiny nasally voice. He had a
1: nasally voice, yeah, yeah. That so, all the small, small things. things. So like that such a core part of blink One Eighty Two sound, just his vocals. Yeah, absolutely. So so this does to me still at times sound like a very Blink-182 album. Oh and yeah, at absolutely. Times, not at
0: all. The construction of it a lot of times is very Blink-182 and they mm-hmm. still have Mark Hoppus who was the other lead singer. Mm-hmm. And they also have Travis Barker yes. who <laughs> was the distinctive like drumming, which was really I think what made Blink-182
1: so unique if, in their early career? If we're going to Herald, or not Herald, if we're going to um, speak well of a part of this album, mm-hmm. as always, Travis Barker is a fucking bonkers drummer. Yeah, like, He's metronomic and very fast and very good. Um, he was one of the highlights on the Run the Jewels 2 mm-hmm. track. Um yeah, On the, the Run the Jewels 2 album. he's just very very good so which is what
0: do you think he just like does blink 182 out of like because he doesn't need to he certainly does not he's the most in-demand drummer in the music industry yeah Yeah. like he can do whatever he wants but he's just like he does it for his buds i mean
1: i had to feel like this was uh, you know you've got some kind of allegiance to the band that made that made you yeah you also know that I mean, I guess you can't know that this album's going to blow up like it did, which it did, um, but money's great. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with making money. Yeah. Um, and going on tour and selling t-shirts is Yo, a really good way to make money. To promote this album, they are going on
0: tour with every band you listened to when you walked into Hot Topic. Mm-hmm. A Day to Remember, the All-American Rejects, all time low, simple plan, and the used. Wow! I just described that. That's my that middle is, school that experience. That is like
1: Warp Tour All Stars.
0: Yeah. Um, that's going to be huge for people who are my age. Yeah. Who just
1: did not do well adjusting emotionally. I just really think that that to review and even talk about this album, um, you have to put into context that like this album will be for some a absolute highlight of this year because this in so many parts of it hits you with classic blink 182 sound mm-hmm. and also shows you a new direction that seems promising i would imagine to blink 182 fans yeah however to me this is not a good album no it is strikingly no. not a good album i Did not like this album. No, this was hard to listen to at times, both from a cringe factor of like how on the nose a lot of the lyrics are, and how like the lack of subtlety. Yeah, oh, so no subtlety, and and then also from a mixing perspective. Yeah, and and full disclosure, we do not listen to this on the highest quality of audiophile sound systems, but. We've listened to every other album on this same setup, and it sound, they it, sound they sounded fine. fine. This album, we had to adjust the treble down, because especially in the beginning of this album, it is mixed so harshly yeah, it is that so it was tinny. abrasive to my ears. Yeah. Um... And this maybe is that's not just a us.
0: Maybe it's just how it is, like on like the
1: music yeah. like host we use. But like, I'm not saying everything. Yeah, we're streaming this, so a lo- there's a lot of factors that could be involved besides mixing. But it's interesting that we've been doing this podcast for a few months now, or almost five months now. Yeah, and we've never had this problem yeah. before with mixing. It it just it sounded way off at times. It's rough. Um, and so the album starts with cynical.
0: Oof which it, it structurally is a good like start to the album in theory. Mhm. It's got this really dreamy intro mm-hmm. and then those characteristic Travis Barker drums come in. Yeah. And it's all wild and huge, but it did not have the impact that I could feel them wanting it to
1: have. No. It and 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 I read a lot about like I don't know what this album clocks in at, but it's got a it's very track heavy. It's uh, a lot of, It's like 42 minutes and it's 15 minutes too long. Yeah, like you're a punk band, you can get away with a 28-minute album that's really concise and and, Absolutely. and 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 kind of like times out right. And doesn't like overstay its welcome. We'll get to we'll get to some songs later, but at least one of them I read that they were like, yeah, this song shouldn't be on the album. Yeah. And ultimately, it got there because of a guitar riff that they felt like was Unlike other guitarists on the album, like, well, we got to put it in there, because we don't have really, like, a classic guitar. Like, you've got to be willing to... You kill know, your darlings. Kill your darlings. Um, yeah. Uh, and then... God, so much of this album, I have nothing to, like, really draw <laughs> from, because it just didn't oh, stick.
0: I have plenty. Yeah. Uh, Cynical goes into the single from the album, Bored to Death, which is yeah. currently on the
1: top of the alternative chart. It is a punk rock. Is it a, it, it is... Decisively, a Blink One punk- Eighty uh, Two. It single. starts
0: with what reminded me of a Garage Band loop. Yep. Yeah. Like distorted it's... guitar, drum, mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of like.
1: Uh, what well, the Adam song.
0: That like, and, yeah. like that distorted feedbacky thing. Like, I I've used that loop in middle school to like, yeah. make a shitty it's like song. A punk rock
1: Amen break. Ex- exactly.
0: Um, That's what it sounded like.
1: Uh this this, oh God, life's too short to last. Uh, Like,
0: this album is very, it attempts to be insightful. It does. But they lack the poetry to say anything new.
1: Which is why I really feel like if they had put this album out, 15 years ago this would have been a great this, this is a great 2003 blink-182 album this if they had put this out 15 years ago the people that liked blink-182 at the time would have been like this is amazing mm-hmm. but not every single song has to be like this heavy-handed yeah oh my god we're getting older isn't isn't being a teenager hard like are you still it's the same question i had for weezer with yep. their last california-centric release mm-hmm. um do you, are you still just making anthems for teenagers if you are, cool, but, like, I'm going to think that you haven't evolved much because, like, you guys are 40? You yeah. guys are in your 40s? Um, we're all getting up there. The, the people who grew up listening to you who might be, like, 5 to 10 years younger than you um, are in different places in our mm-hmm. lives right now. Are you still playing to our little cousins? If so... Cool, you sold a shit ton of records. Good for you. But like, I'm not hearing any evolution as a band. That said, some of this album does sound very different, but it sounds forced. Yeah. Um, Let me let me ask you something. Yeah. Have you ever been to California? I have never
0: been to California. Okay. I just I'm so curious. Like, what's what's the magic there? What's so magic that everyone is writing songs and albums about the state of California? I get it
1: i get like what california represents to a lot of people and i'm sure if you grew up there this sounds like this this album sounds like it's coming from the perspective of people who have lived there for a very long time yeah um, and they have, but Blink-182 formed I did, in San Diego. What was very funny is you were like, I, when we were looking up the album and we were searching for it and you were like, I think there's the name out, California in the title It's just California. Um, the, the title is just California and a lot mm-hmm. of the songs are just San Diego, just Los Angeles, just California. Yeah. So it's like when you're giving your songs kind of these like very simple titles, you expect kind of, a very simple clear message and the message here is just garbled yeah Um, i don't know if you like california hate california uh i don't know if this is about growing up in california or moving to california what "Born to death is about is the fact that it's
0: a long way back from 17 the whispers turn into a screen like there 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 are so many tracks in the past year now that we are in this you know age of the emo and pop punk revival Mm that tackle that exact same idea with so much more poetry.
1: 16 just held such better days. <laughs> uh, Was that also uh, Link too? Yeah. Oh man. I Never Conquered Rarely Came. That's basically how this oh, okay. album feels to me. It Never Conquered, conquered rarely, rarely Came. came. <laughs> um uh, yeah, and it's a good chorus for two thousand three. This is a good pop punk single. Yeah. I see I, I I don't listen to I don't really listen to Terrestrial Radio, so I don't know too much of what else single is out there? culture. Oh, let's but see what else is out there on the alternative this, charts. As soon as I heard this track, I was like, this has gotta be the first single, right? And mm-hmm. it was confirmed. Yes, this is. Um It feels like I don't know. Uh it feels like a song that was written so that Blink-182 fans would be like, this is still Blink-182. Yeah. And, and in that, it
0: succeeds. And, and it's got this big arena chorus. Absolutely. That you know people are going to be singing This, wrong.
1: to me, felt very reminiscent. And like I'm going to say an album right now that I, when it came out, thoroughly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And from a nostalgia perspective... And having seen it perform live, enjoyed it perform live. From a nostalgia perspective, I still enjoy this album. But this is like, is this Blink-182's American Idiot? Right. Like, we're going to take a pop-punk band and we're going to make much bigger statements and we're going to speak on lofty ideas and kind of, it doesn't, I'm sure somebody will say that this is a concept album, that it's telling a, 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 a narrative but I get like, inklings of that, but never enough to be like you can't throw a yeah. you can't throw a 17 second song in the middle of the album about oh which we will get to dudes. oh yes
0: there's a lot more to dig into there oh yeah
1: she's out of her mind is the next track oh god with mother... all I wrote here was just like women right god, like oh I girls be crazy
0: hated this song It's so bad what it's the the construction the narrative. It's, uh, it's this, you know, that typical
1: romanticization of, like, this depressed girl. Did you ever see that meme that was passed around the internet that who knows if, like, these things are were originally made in earnest or made just to troll and, and drum right. up, like, idiots to like it and then um, backlash from mm-hmm. more socially conscious people. But it's the one where it's, like, a girl in a weird wheelchair and a guy bringing her to prom and it's, like, like for this real, real gentleman who despite all her just took her took her to prom despite her disability and it's right. like how many what oh so he's the hero here for yeah. reaching down and that's what this song feels like it's like yeah man dating a girl with issues is hard and i'm just like fucking like deal with it deal with it like what do you yeah. everyone's got issues you 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 fuck she, uh. she's so she's
0: so anti-social she's an angel is one of the lyrics uh. as is Black skirt, black shirt, and Bauhaus stuck in her head. I mean,
1: if a girl likes Bauhaus, cool. Like immediately, she's cool. Yeah, to me. they evoke so much '80s goth, uh, late '70s, yeah. and '80s goth, and in they mention
0: The Cure yep. later, mm-hmm. and sound nothing like
1: either of them. No, I don't. It's like, where is all this coming from? Um, yeah, she's out of her mind. Is a real mess. Los Angeles. Uh, oh man, right up top, I wrote. And you brought this up, but I just wrote corn. Oh yeah, I wrote. Did you know there was a corn <laughs> song in this album? And and this to me felt like in some. It sounds impossible, but somehow some worse alternate universe than the one we're in right now, um, where Blink One Eighty Two got
0: new got tapped lead.
1: for the new shitty Bond movie. <laughs> like this sounds like a, if Blink One Eighty Two had to do a Bond movie. Um, It starts very corn, but the backwards are, um, and decay, and it's very, I was trying to think, like, what, like, that shitty cover of Blue Monday, I don't know. Oh, by Orgy? Yeah, like, it's just, yeah, like, new metal, like... Faux industrial? Faux industrial, yeah, like, faux KMFDM, um, just not doing it. A lot of this album feels like, we're gonna try on a new pair of pants.
0: And none of them fit. And none of them fit.
1: Yeah. Um... And then, the, and then when they put on their old ratty pants, it's like, well, those don't fit either. And there's holes in grown. all the wrong places. Yeah, like, go buy just bigger versions of mm-hmm. your old pants. Like, same <laughs> brand. You're still a Levi's 501 guy. <laughs> but guess what, buddy? You're a 38-inch waist now. You can't keep trying to fit into those 34s. You, you packed on a few after you had a wife and kids. It's fine. It happens to all of us. But, like don't deny that you've grown mm-hmm. that's the whole point of this album to me is and and very much like the weezer the new weezer album I've, I get feelings like guys don't deny that you've grown up especially when yeah. in previous releases you've shown us that you have mm-hmm. um I don't know and then and, like they, they were yeah there was a while like where like the early
0: 2000s they were genuinely trying to mature and doing pretty well mm-hmm. I I will go to bat for blink 182 self-titled 2003 album I think there's some really exceptional tracks, songs what were the there? on that uh, always, uh, I Miss You, which is fucking okay. corny as hell. Uh, down, mm-hmm. I think, feeling it was on that album, but okay. like, generally, like, exploring
1: a new sound growing up a little bit. So, full disclosure for me, I definitely grew up in the heyday of Blinkman 82. I was in a fucking ska band when Damn It came out, mm-hmm. and I was like, these guys are amazing. And then Adam's song came out, and I was like, oh, this is them growing up. They're talking about sad things now. Yeah. And. But I never jumped fully on board. Um, strangely enough, the guy who produced this album, um, John Feldman, yeah, uh, I, I believe so. yeah. John Feldman. Yeah, that might be wrong, um, but he was in uh, Goldfinger, which is a band that was huge for me when I was in high school, and and huge for anyone who grew up like devouring the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Um, Goldfinger is an amazing <coughs> early pop poppy punk outfit that I found their CD in a parking lot. And it was like kismet. Like I I, I pulled up next to it uh, in my mom's van and I, and I stepped out of the car and I looked down and I was like, what is th- what a CD? And this is back when like CDs were 18 bucks and I had no money. Yeah. So it was literally like someone just gifted me uh, like gold. It was right. really, really great. So I hear that influence on this album in its better parts. But sometimes I really wish that they had just left more on the cutting room floor. As they they say that they... Admit that they should have done. Admit that they at least thought of doing. Like, go with your first instinct. If you think a song should not be on the album, don't second guess yourself and then put it on later. There's probably a reason you had that first instinct.
0: Yeah. So,
1: uh, Sober... There's -hmm. something you brought up
0: later, but I think that it's it's a point better suited for the next track. Mm -hmm. But Sober comes in and it's about some broken people in love. Oh, boy. It is a Nancy and Sid yeah, tale. Absolutely. Um, it's just so underwhelming. The yeah, song is just so massively. underwhelming to me. And it's got these like almost DJ Mustard esque hand claps during the chorus. Yeah, so which was orny. felt
1: really out of place. Um, this was written with Patrick uh, Stump of, of Fallout, Fallout Boy out Boy, but who, not <laughs> who is not the key songwriter, the key songwriter Fallout in book. Fallout yeah. Boy. Yeah. which
0: is so weird it's like, to guys, me. Guys, we
1: got one of the Beatles to help us write a track. Oh yeah, which one? Uh, Pete Best. Pete Best. Yeah, not even Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even getting a, an octopus's you know, garden no. out of us. <laughs> oh Christ. Oh, um, yeah, this is so underwhel- uh, underwhelming for me. Um, yeah. But then we then we we <laughs> get my highlight. Track. The highlight
0: of the album. So good. Built this pool. Yep. Uh, it's 17 seconds long. It's, it's got some nice, you know, whoa, this whoa. is the whole of the Starting lyrics. Off.
1: I wanna uh, I wanna see some naked dudes, that's why I built this pool. That's the That's, that's the, the song. That's the whole song. It's it's funny, it's catchy. It reminds me of this album that came out back in like the late 90s, I wanna say, maybe ninety eight or ninety nine, called Shoot Music Short Music for Short People on Fat Records, mm-hmm. um, which was a big uh punk label at the time. I'm not even sure if they're still around, but um, it was a 60-song, 30-minute compilation Mm -hmm. um, of a bunch of big and more uh, granular names, of big and smaller names in punk doing 30-second songs or less. Uh, Blink-182 had a track on it called uh, Family Values... Uh, family Reunion, it might have been Family Reunion I'm looking it uh, up right now Family Reunion Family reunion. Um, which consisted of um, Very catchy singing of George uh, Carlin's Seven Things You Can't Say on TV Seven Words You Can't Say on uh. TV Plus a few more um, And then an outro of Someone in the band going I want to suck my dad and my mama too And it was like yeah, oh, God, even more. There were... How many songs were on this thing? God, i got to listen to this again. 99 plus, because the last track had three, three artists, artists on it. it. So 101, and some of them were really, really, really great. Um, go check this album out if you are were or are into um, kind of early to late 90s uh, punk um, cause everyone is on this. Like, yeah. everyone big and small. This is just is- interesting
0: to look at. Just that, right? They've got black flag, white flag, and anti-flag all yeah. next to each right other. Right next That's to each great. other. That's great. Yeah.
1: That's great. Uh, God. Offspring's on this. Uh, no effects. Um Kouar. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, 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 less than Jake. God. The, yeah. The, I think the shortest track clocks in at eight seconds, but this, um, is also reminiscent of the old joke songs that Blink would put on a lot of their old albums. Yeah, see albums. that's the thing this is the, Apparently it's the first one they've done in a while.
0: This is the only moment on this track where it's like, oh yeah, Blink Wendy's Shoe was fun.
1: Yeah, they that is their thing. Like fun. early on they were this kind of not novelty but they everything was kind of Mm tongue-in-cheek and funny and to your irreverent high school self you were like not only is this music that i enjoy it's also music i can laugh to which was like all i wanted at the time exactly like you had like all i wanted you had tracks like like, what's
0: my age again oh yeah um and like even like a song like all the small things which is a more traditional track like had that really fun video yeah
1: that yeah. made fun of boy bands. Um but this brings us right into No Future which uh, is back a, to the album which is Weezer-ish um mm-hmm. It's not great but it's the least terrible. Yeah, for me the least terrible. The least track offensive.
0: The album. I would have I would have dug this 10 years ago. Uh yeah. it had chuggy guitars, you yeah. know, the group shouting it, chorus, those na na nas.
1: It's 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 everything that I'm like Yeah, it's not pop punk. It's not great. I would imagine this being another single. Mm -hmm. Um, It was released like
0: the day before as like a promo track. Yeah,
1: it's not. It's not great, but it's not terrible. I wish more of the album was like this. Yeah, Uh, and what I wish
0: was less on the album was tracks like "Home" is such a lonely
1: place. It's where they try to be serious. It is a. It is a ballad that. From from the fuse interview, it seems like they just felt like they had to have. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like don't put something on your album because you feel like it has to check a a box. I mean, maybe that's not what you were really thinking, but oh man, this is this pull not out good. pull out
0: your sad <clears throat> punk white boy bingo cards yeah, this because this has everything. Mm-hmm. We've got acoustic guitar, we've got twinkly pianos, we've got those like military march soft snare drums, mm-hmm. we've got like. That loud, quiet singing on the vocals where it's like, I'm being quiet, but I can't hold it in. Uh, we've got fucking... This, at this point in the album, I just wrote, I'm so sick of end rhymes. Mm-hmm. Like, this whole album is just fucking couplets on couplets on couplets. Yeah. Uh, God, this track is just so bad. I just wrote, I guess this is growing up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and he's so sad about how he's a little... I don't even know... Ugh.
1: Kings of the Weekend's next. And it's... it's Which was the track that we were talking about before where they were like, this this originally was cut from the album but, yeah. but left on because of the guitar riff that they said was just u- unique on the album and needed to stay. Then just put on the riff. Travis Barker apparently saved it. He was like, guys, this is what Blink-182 is. Um, which, you know, you know better than I do about what Blink-182 is. I just think that this album comes in fat. And and has a lot of fat to be trimmed Yeah, they Yeah, they run out of ideas but at track a, eight. It's a party song, and they said, th- they originally wanted to cut it because, like, the lyrics weren't as deep as some of the other stuff, which is, like... I don't okay, know about that! when you get deep, it seems forced, and when you're not deep, and it's not 17 seconds long, it yeah, seems... overstayed. Like, yeah, so... It's uh, a party song, but it doesn't feel
0: like a party song. Mm-hmm. Like they were saying that it is, but it it it, it comes up feeling so generic, mm-hmm. and it's, it sounds like musical theater written by a frat boy. Oh God, yeah, that's like, good. that was the vibe I got during, especially the song. But like most of this album, like mm-hmm. if you want to believe in your mind that this is a concept album, yeah, this is this yeah. is this is the alpha by
1: feta what
0: musical theater the, show. The
1: the kind of weird. Enigma of this album is that most of the songs are simple, catchy, uh, simple, catchy riffs mm-hmm. and melodies and simple themes, and that should be enough to be very good because it's like keep it fucking simple. Don't get too ahead of yourself. And for right. some reason, it does not work. Yeah. Um, in trying to keep it simple, they overstate a ton of stuff. Yeah. It's it's almost. It's blunt. It's, yeah. And, and in, and, and, and sonically, it, it feels, at, at the same time, some tracks could be too familiar, and therefore mm-hmm. kind of boring, and some tracks could be, like, pants that don't fit, like we said yeah. before, you know, uh, so. Like, it is possible to be simple
0: and nuanced. Yeah. You know, that's not impossible. Yeah. And not even for Blink-182, I think. You've done it before. Yeah. I think ten if they had made an album ten years ago, I think it would have been fantastic. Yeah. But they broke up, uh, and then we get to Teenage Satellites, which was especially you could feel their age. I just wrote, "Ugh, what's my age again?" Indeed. <laughs> because,
1: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, this man,
0: because um, they're straight up singing about being teenagers, being teenage satellites, whatever the fuck that means. I couldn't figure it out from the lyrics. Yeah. And like, I don't know. This, I I was reading, and this was another track, they were like, we we thought about cutting this, and they should have. But they said it sounded like Bored to Death. But this is a vocal showcase for Matt Skiba. Who, like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, this dude was an Alkaline Trio. Okay. Cool. But like, I don't know, if you bring in, like, a new singer, like, slowly introduce them. Don't just be, like, right off the bat, like, bam, you're getting a song we would have cut anyways, but because you're singing it, it's worth it. And their voices are so similar that it doesn't even register that it's different singers most of the time. Like, whereas Tom DeLonge had such a unique voice to a, you know, for better or worse, sometimes better, sometimes worse. Yeah, Matt Skiba just has, like, the pop punk voice, yeah. like a pop punk voice that doesn't really complement Marcopas's at all. Yeah, it just sounds like the same person singing.
1: Um, it just feels very cookie cutter. Yep, you know, like uh, it's it's direct from pop cu- punk central casting. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: which same thing with let alone. Next track on this album.
1: Yeah, is it Let Alone or Left Alone? Left,
0: probably Left Alone. Yeah, Left Alone. uh, Which I straight up wrote, did I not hear this song already? Like, this was the first song I had major deja vu. Yeah. I was like, this is completely inessential.
1: Yep. I didn't even write anything down for this. I like time, I like time jumped in the middle of the song while I was listening to it. Yeah. I, um, it was not, it did not grab me. And same thing for Rabbit Hole. I just wrote Ugg.
0: Mm-hmm. Like th- th- this was—they were just digging themselves deeper yeah, I think into the hole. This is when we
1: were like, "Man, how front-loaded is this album?" Yeah, it's for an so album whose front
0: half isn't that good. Yeah, and it's, is still
1: somehow front-loaded. It's still better than this—the stuff
0: that they're because there are in. no new ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get to San Diego, which is apparently about like the band's roots. Okay, kind of about Tom DeLonge, because you know they formed in San Diego. I wrote up top. This was your. This is the first time in the album that I was like, "Oh, this is Adam's song." Yeah, this is, and I feel like that's intentional because it's about the history of the band, which is like, okay, yeah. I'll forgive that. This but was like, the
1: second Adam song, Scion. But like right off the bat, for me. for
0: me, I was like, At, "Is that is this Adam's song?"
1: Yeah, um, the riff is very similar. The song structure is very similar, and like it's about the band's roots, but like,
0: and it's supposedly about Tom DeLonge in some way. But mm-hmm. like, some of these lyrics are real intimate for being like for just a pal, like. Your secrets filled up my ears like the ocean blue. I never wanted to know how deep these cuts on you go. And like a river, they flow to the ocean blue. Oh,
1: God. Like I can just see the composition notebook doodles. Yeah. Like, honest <laughs> to God. And, like, this is
0: about Tom DeLonge? The uh, Angels and Airwaves guy? Yeah. Ugh. Uh, Ugh. And then there's still three tracks left. Christ. <laughs> the only thing that matters... It's fast paced. It's decent. I'll never listen to it again. Yeah, I didn't hate it. It
1: it, it yeah. It, it's it's a it's a late album highlight, which which is not which is a lot. only in the context of the rest of the late album. It's it's not terrible. Yeah. Um. It's 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 kind of jumpy. It, it it grabs you a little bit more than, than the stuff that it's around. Um. Like this this felt the most Tony
0: Hawkish. Yeah, on the yeah, album. Yeah, I can see that. Um. Which I mean, a lot, I mean, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater sound is California pop punk, but this track especially so. And then California, which the whole time I was listening, I was just like, I'd rather be listening to Grimes. Yeah. Grimes has a song called California that's essentially the same thing, but way, way, way better thematically. I kept doing that
1: with these, with, with, I, I always do that with songs that have like kind of big. Um, mile marker titles mm-hmm. like if you're gonna call a song California and you know that there are a ton of other songs that have California you as better, the title, you better. Bring I am it. going to immediately compare them and be like, I would rather be listening to uh, so many other songs that have California in the title, yeah, or as the title. Like, yeah. I would rather listen. I would rather listen to the Phantom Planet song. Yep. Than oh this. yeah. Or any Red Hot Chili Peppers song. <laughs> or the entire Californication album.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I I wrote. I feel like they missed this track, missed the cutoff for the OC soundtrack by a decade. Oh, uh, just missed it. This absolutely would have been on like the OC, yeah. One Tree Hill, whatever those other WB teen dramas were. Uh, not. It just felt had that feeling to it, and yet, but these guys are like twenty years removed from that. Yeah.
1: And then. And Bohemian, then Bohemian Rhapsody, which you which know, I which when I looked at the track list, I was just like, "Oh fuck off, like <laughs> fuck you." Like, what uh, it,
0: it tries to capture the magic of Built a Pool, but it just falls short. Nothing the, will be Built a Pool. The instrumental that is most of this track is great. Yeah, I love the instrumental. I was like, yeah. "Why was this not the album? Why didn't you have more of this feeling?" I yeah. love this, but then it had the lyric: "There's something about you that I can't quite put my finger in." It's yeah. like, oh, okay. Anytime time Blink One Eighty Two sings about women, or as they call them, girls, yeah, I'm not on board. No, it's it it's, makes me uncomfortable, and I don't know that he's talking about putting a finger in a woman, but he probably yeah, who is. Who knows
1: if it's a woman or not?
0: Or maybe it's Could a dude
1: from the pool. Either way, either it, way, don't do it if that person. Look, like, like, get their consent. <laughs> if there's one thing that the SpinCast <laughs> podcast wants to. <laughs> Just make. Just really, clear. really make clear. Consent. Guys, consent. Consent. It's. It, Enthusiastic, it, yes. It's not just sexy, it's essential. I wish that someone had asked me if I consented to. I guess I did consent to listen to this, but <laughs> I did. feel like I did not know um, all the pieces involved. Oh, um,
0: man. This was. You know, we approached
1: the song because
0: we, we don't want to fall into a. We're, we don't want to be a one trick pony. We don't want to love everything we hear. Exactly. We don't want to just be recommendations. But and we didn't
1: come into this going, we need to tear into an album. We came into this going, this probably, in in a in a year of just giant releases mm-hmm. that some have been releases for the ages. And
0: this is still a giant release, which sure. is why
1: we needed to talk about it. Um, but, like, God, it would have been great if I loved this. Oh uh, Yeah, I would I have loved f- to have been... I came into this with not many expectations, and Mm -hmm. it didn't fulfill those. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. But, man, if this had been a great album, how cool would that have been? Oh, man. You know?
1: And I think they they might have one in them. Yeah, maybe. You know, Green Day, I still think that American Idiot is not a bad album. I still enjoy it and listen to it. Mm -hmm. And that came after... Some some duds, yeah, some duds. And, and, and after like what would have most would have considered their heyday, mm-hmm. and then they found a whole new heyday of kind of being like the standard bearers of rock for a little while, yeah. Um, which now is gone, I guess. Standard bearers of like late '30s, early '40s rock. Now was who? Foo Fighters, yeah, probably, probably Foo they're Fighters. They're the longest. Uh, they're like the Jam, rock band. Pearl Jam just doesn't seem like they're. I mean, yeah, Pearl Jam fills arenas though. Still, so, yeah, boy, rock is like, in a weird place. Yeah,
0: it, rock is so infested with nostalgia. Yes, that there's no room for anything new
1: to it grow. Seems like all the innovation is happening in hip hop, EDM. Um, yeah, it's it just feels like rock right now can't quite figure out what's next. Yeah, like what we we haven't had. There really hasn't been a Nirvana since Nirvana.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know? th- the reason this album was a huge success isn't because of Border Death, isn't because of California, it's because of Enema of the State. It's because this is Blink One Two's huge like return. Yeah, you know, even if they've been like releasing a few albums for like years in their comeback, this was their like big release.
1: Yeah um we usually talk about albums in terms of how long we will listen to them god Uh, never again never again never again answer but i but let's
0: so that's for us i'll listen to other blink two songs again sure Uh, I actually sour
1: me on every Blink 182 song. I didn't listen to them much before this. Yeah, but But like
0: listening this made me want to go listen to Adam's song, and like makes me want to go listen to like the 2003 album.
1: But what of Blink 182? If you could like empathize with a Blink 182 fan, kind of put yourself in their shoes, I still think that this. I think six months. Yeah, tops. I don't know. I think I can see this as being like seen as a return to form, and therefore like this might be a tentpole. For them to like be like, well, we're around for another 10 years for blank. Like, you've done this album. We'll show up for so you. So this,
0: this has what I... But who knows? There has to be a term for it. But what I would call, like, I don't know, a, like a reunion host rejection. Mm-hmm. Uh, because all these bands that come out of the woodwork to have a big reunion album, maybe the album's good, maybe it's not great, maybe it's exceptional... Uh, the example I keep thinking of is my bloody valentines. Mm-hmm. Reunion more album. or like Chinese democracy. Well I did never listen. I Game of Thrones or not Game of Thrones. Uh Guns and Roses does nothing for me. Okay. Although I anyone who wants to make that Game of Thrones uh Guns and Roses mm-hmm. mashup. Sure. Please Write do. Write that BuzzFeed article, please. Please do. Um but yeah Guns and Roses never did anything more for me so I didn't care. Uh but there, Dr. Grace Compton
1: but a ton of a ton of Guns N' Roses fans, there are... So I would put, if if there are people out there, and I know that there are, who look to Blink-182 the way I look at Arcade Fire, mm-hmm. and basically the band can do no wrong, Right and I will, like, they will love this album. I really but, feel like they will.
0: But even then, it's that, you know, you release this reunion album... But people have waited so long for it and spent so much time diving into the other parts of your discography Mm -hmm. that they're just going to go back to those earlier albums anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah, it'll sell well. But, like, dismemberment plan, it's great that you released a comeback album. It's not going to get me to stop just going right to Emergency and I. Uh, My Bloody Valentine, your new album was amazing. But I'm still going to Loveless. Yeah. You know, I'm still going to those Tentpole Essential albums. And this is not a Tentpole Essential album.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, I guess time will tell. But who the hell knows? Because I'm not going to read up on this album after. It It, it cares very... It cares... It, it matters very little to me. Yeah. I'll, like, if maybe if they release
0: a new album. And, like, they still have a shot to, like, do something good and big. But yeah. I don't know if they'll get there. But Travis Barker's still doing great work. Good for Travis Barker. He gets paid. Uh, Uh, So I think that's about it for this episode of the SpinCast.
1: Uh, Come at us. uh, Find us on Twitter, Facebook. Email us. All those social uh, medias. SpinCast at gmail.com. The SpinCast podcast on Twitter. All the social media. Just look us up. uh, SpinCast with Rob and Jack. Um, We'd love to hear what you want us to do next. There are some potential... Big albums still in mm. the "what's going to happen with them" uh, phase. Still uh, waiting for Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean, RTJ Three, Kanye is supposedly dropping oh, an no. album before the no, end of the No, yeah. he's fucking not. Yeah, not.
0: Um, he's probably just like add another track or two onto Yeezus. Should we for like one year
1: anniversary? Should we re-review Yeezus? I think we kind of have to. I, yeah. I, if I re-reviewed it today, it would be very different. That yeah. album has changed Had enormous gains yeah for me after it was released
0: I since remember, it, oh man since it added saint pablo ooh, oh oh it's what a good track talk
1: about talk about going back maybe ignoring uh your initial thought or maybe just wasn't done yet and Kanye is yeah. just showing us how to uh how to evolve a single piece of art mm-hmm. um but man that album is so fucking good uh For Jack, this is Rob, we are The Spincast, and we will see you next week.